Hello and welcome to another Bible in the News. This week, Israel have rejected Hamas's ceasefire plans and aim at a total victory. This is Matt Davies joining you again for another Bible in the News. As students of Bible prophecy, we are looking for the conditions that the prophets have defined will exist before Jesus returns to the earth to establish God's kingdom. In the prophecy of Ezekiel 38, we read of the time period of the latter days. And this is the time when the Jews have returned to their land after a long period of dispersion. We believe this relates to our day, for it is only from 1948 that anyone could credibly say that the Jewish peoples had revived again as a nation in the territory of their ancient homeland. Ever since then, despite conflict and difficulties, they have returned and flourished in the land of their forefathers. The prophecy speaks about an invasion which takes place. Nations from the areas of Russia, Europe, North Africa and the East attack the Jews living in Israel during which God acts to defend his people, the Jews. Connecting this prophecy with others such as Zechariah 14, Revelation 16 and Joel 3, we know that this is speaking of the return of Jesus Christ and his visible manifestation on the earth. He will be the one who will defend Israel, destroy the invaders and establish himself as king over the kingdom of God in Jerusalem. The dominion of the kingdom will then spread across the world as nation after nation acknowledge him as their sovereign. As it says in the prophecy of Psalm 72 and verse 11, Yea, all kings shall fall down before him, all nations shall serve him. Just before the invasion of Israel, though, the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 speaks about the people of the land of Israel dwelling safely or confidently in verses 11 and 28. It's the Hebrew word betar. Currently, of course, the land is certainly not dwelling safely, nor really has it done since the nation was born in 1948. In recent years, the Hamas terrorist group in Gaza has been constantly launching rockets into Israel on a daily basis. The recent conflict sparked by the terrorist attacks on October the 7th last year is another case in point. So something has to change for the people of Israel to be dwelling safely. For many years, the Israelis have attempted diplomacy to achieve this. In fact, in 2005, they withdrew from Gaza completely. Gaza is not occupied by Israel. The Palestinian peoples, though, elected Hamas, a decision which eventually led to the horrific attacks on Jewish civilians in October and the subsequent invasion of Gaza by the Israeli army. Hamas's charter, also known as the Covenant of the Islamic Resistance Movement, was issued on August 18, 1988, and has not changed since then. Within it, it states, quote, The land of Palestine is an Islamic waf, or holy possession, consecrated for future Muslim generations until Judgment Day. No one can renounce it or any part or abandon it or any part of it. That's in Article 11, end quote. Another article, Article 13, quote, says, 
Palestine is an Islamic land. Since this is the case, the liberation of Palestine is an individual duty for every Muslim, wherever he may be. End quote. Another article, Article 15, um, states, quote, The day the enemies usurp part of Muslim land, jihad becomes the individual duty of every Muslim. In the face of the Jews' usurpation, it is compulsory that the banner of jihad be raised, end quote. And then finally, in the preamble to the covenant of the Islamic resistance movement's charter, it states, quote, Israel will exist and continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it, end quote. It's clear from this aggressive stance that any diplomatic attempt with the Palestinians is not going to end in peace without the ideology of Hamas being removed. It's impossible for the situation described in the Bible to exist whilst groups like Hamas hold sway in the area. Therefore, the recent war between Israel and Hamas is of great interest to the Bible student. It's interesting as we watch events unfold. Unlike previous incursions into Gaza, this recent war seems different. Because in response to the October the 7th attacks, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared, we will take mighty vengeance for this wicked day. He has repeatedly stated the goal of, quote, destroying Hamas's military and governing capabilities. That was from a report in October last year. End quote. The Israelis resisted for some time the international pressure for a ceasefire, even just a temporary one. And at the end of October, Netanyahu was quoted to have said, quote, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future, end quote. It seems the Israelis are committed to dismantling Hamas in order to bring peace. And this assumption seems to be playing out. Even this last week, we've seen Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu reject a peace proposal from Hamas. The Mail Online reported this in an article entitled, quote, Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu rejects Hamas's delusional hostage deal proposal and insists total victory is the only path to peace. Dated, uh, end, end quote, dated 8th of February. The report went on to say, quote, Benjamin Netanyahu rejected Hamas's delusional proposal for a hostage deal last night and pledged a total victory was the only path to peace. The Israeli Prime Minister slammed the terrorists' demands as bizarre and said to agree to them would only invite another massacre when they are a finger away from a decisive victory. The terror group demands uh, also call for a complete withdrawal of the IDF from Gaza and would effectively allow Hamas to rebuild its military and remain in power. It also states that a third of Palestinians freed in exchange for the hostages would be those handed life sentences. Mr Netanyahu responded unequivocally, saying, Surrendering to Hamas, Hamas's delusional demands that we heard now, not only would lead to freeing the captives, it would just invite another massacre. We are on the way to an absolute victory, Netanyahu said, adding that the operation would last months, not years. 
There is no other solution, he said, as he called for the total elimination of Hamas. He ruled out any arrangement that leaves Hamas in full or partial control of Gaza and said that Israel is the only power capable of guaranteeing security in the long term, end quote. It seems then Israel is on the cusp of victory and in removing Hamas from power. Could this then pave the way for them dwelling safely as the prophets of the Bible have told us they would? We know from our studies that ultimate peace will only be possible when the Lord Jesus Christ returns to the earth. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, Jesus has the title given to him, the Prince of Peace. It is only after the great battle with the nations and the establishment of the kingdom that peace will truly be experienced by God's people of Israel and the wider world in general. Ezekiel 28 tells us about that time. Quote, Thus saith the Lord Yahweh, the Lord God, when I have gathered the host of Israel from the people among whom they are scattered and shall be sanctified in them in the sight of the heathen, then shall they dwell safely in their land that I have given to my servant Jacob. And they shall dwell safely, that's the Hebrew betar, therein, and shall build houses and plant vineyards. Yea, they shall dwell with confidence, that's the Hebrew betar again. When I have executed judgments upon all those that despise them round about them, and they shall know that I am Yahweh, the Lord, their God. So we watch and we wait for that day with Bibles in hand, knowing that God's kingdom is coming soon. Join us again next week, God willing, for another Bible in the News. <laughs>